Welcome to Tea Time on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with some celebrity chaos. Really excited for that, that one. <laughs> some Halloween ideas because it is October and it's never too early for Halloween. And we are also going to check in with the ladies of Book Club. <laughs> Not the jam Each- session book club. The yeah. movie. No, no, no. The movie one. That what podcast is this? Yeah. Each episode gets weirder and weirder, and I enjoy it a lot. Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Okay, we're back. And you know what? I've got some housekeeping announcements for you guys. I feel like a lot of pods do this. Tea time's cool. We're kind of low key. Don't brag a lot, whatever. We have our niche audience of our moms and that's it. But I want to brag about the lovely people that are on this Tea Time crew for just one second. So... Kate has been on recent Ringer Dish episodes talking about K-pop. She's been writing for the ringer.com a bunch. Kate, you want to just briefly talk about what you've done recently? Thank you so much, Liz. This is lovely. Um, well, just today, we're going to talk later in the pod about some some weekend streaming wrecks. And I wrote about the Blackpink album today. So if you're into that, that's on the website. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did a K-pop podcast earlier this week with some familiar Ringer faces. So... And you can find that on this very feed. It's extremely easy to find. You're already like in the app. Just scroll. But just go one down. Finish this one first. Exactly. Next, Amelia Wedemeyer is the funniest person I know. If you like the show, you will love Tea Time's social media presence. It's not a joke. It's the only reason I log on to Instagram (laughs) anymore. You can find Amelia's Instagram posts on the Tea Time site, which is at Tea Time Pod on Instagram. Amelia... 
what is really your creative um, genesis for the Tea Time IG? How would you describe it to people who have not followed us yet? Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, You know, it's just like stuff we like Mm -hmm. and complete randomness. And, you know, just depending on my mood, it's like, (laughs) what up? And you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. So it's really a grab bag of surprises. And I think people always, for whatever reason, seem to think that I run the main ringer account. I hardly (laughs) ever do anything from the main ringer account. I just want to let people know that those are some other very much more talented people than than I. But uh, so if you're looking for just chaos, mass chaos, follow us, please, on Instagram and on Twitter. The real ones follow on Instagram. That's true. That's true. I engage a lot with our Instagram because I'm so obsessed with it. So it's at Tea Time Pod on Instagram and then at Tea Time underscore 33 on Twitter. Yes. If that's more of your Really quick. Really quick. Liz doesn't have herself on these household announcements. Uh, So I want to shout out Liz and Amelia both been on Bachelor Party recently. Just making the rounds, dropping some facts (laughs) on The Bachelor. I don't know. It's the worst person to talk about. You tried. You tried. Um, and then lastly, Kaya, the angel that produces this fairy podcast, yes. does a lot of other shows on the Ringer Podcast oh my Network. God. So Amazing. go follow and subscribe. Larry Wilmore, Bakari Sellers podcast, The Watch, Bachelor Party. I could go on and on. She is sure. a workhorse and we're so appreciative. Anyway, that's all I got to say. You know, I just wanted to give us all a little shout out to other things that we're doing. So this was lovely. Let's go into the show. Tea Time is checking in with some celebrity chaos. This is what you guys came here for. This is why you listen every week. Uh, Some weird shit happened this week. Kate, you want to take it away? I do. Uh, So we've been talking for, I would say a long time, but it was a two-month relationship, so it's not that long, (laughs) about Demi Lovato and her fiancé, Max Eric. I think it's Eric, and I felt bad about not knowing how to pronounce his name, but he's an asshole and he's not relevant, so I'm never going to learn. Don't feel bad. Um, and they've ended their engagement. They had this, you know, everyone was happy for Demi. Obviously, she's had difficult past couple of years, difficult life, honestly. Truly. Um, and everyone was really happy. She had this very public engagement like, to this guy that nobody really knew. And it just crashed and burned. It went bad so fast, got so messy. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been old tweets that have resurfaced. Whether they're real or not, it's hard to say. But what has become very clear is that he was very thirsty for fame and mm-hmm. yes. uh, basically and thirsty for other hot starlets. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. it came up all these times he had commented on, you know, Bella Hadid or Selena Gomez or all these other women basically trying to do the same thing that he did with Demi and like, you know, for push forward his career through them. And unfortunately, he almost succeeded with Demi. Obviously, she nipped it in the bud. But just all these things have come to light about the way that he just had these intentions of like trying to use her and all these sources on um, TMZ and Cosmopolitan say that like it became very clear when they got engaged, like he Mm -hmm. felt a lot more emboldened to sort of push himself. And they kept calling it his career. I'm like, it's whatever he (laughs) thinks he's doing. Even when he was talking about their, their breakup, he like plugged his movie that he was shooting. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. He's now turned this so bad. He is so sour about this breakup. He was on Instagram live. Didn't catch it. Thank (laughs) God. But read about it later. He's comparing this breakup to the Ariana Grande Pete Davidson relationship, which like is never the one you want to compare it to. And just just not the thing you want to relate to. Also, Pete Davidson is a person who is famous. 
And right. no one knows who you are. Very true. <laughs> and then he's saying like, I was in love. The whole world should fucking know. I hope the song is number one. If that's what someone wants in this material world, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's what you wanted. He's just milking this. It's so weird. It's awful. And he even um, he even compared the breakup to Jeffrey Epstein. Stop. Uh, recently. And so what happened is Demi was so fed up about this. Apparently she released a song that she'd written a while back. She changed right. the lyrics at the last minute to reflect their breakup. It's called still have me. And she released it according to TMZ so fast that her team did not know it was coming. Oh my she dropped God. it on Twitter. The team had to scramble to get it on streaming, get it on Apple, Spotify, et cetera. So that oh they could God. actually get streams because she like, fixed it like recorded it about him and dropped it like out of nowhere because she was so pissed at the way that he had been acting yeah. up so it's just a huge mess and I just I'm Don't glad that she's Demi rid of Lovato. him yeah yeah and I'm least. glad that she's rid of him but I really want her to be happy like she mm-hmm. really just has had some really rough breakups and relationships mm-hmm. and I worry for her mental health and her happiness and yeah. just want her to be happy I want her to find someone good I agree yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he really, like, <laughs> he really does. sucks. Uh, speaking of someone who sucks, Amelia, what's oh, the next thing in celebrity wow, chaos? Wow, that was <laughs> good. That was a good transition. But also, Thank you. you know, not all of us think he sucks. Um, you like him? Well, just because. Tell me who you're talking like about. Him. I'm talking about <laughs> Army Hammer's divorce photo shoot. I think with GQ, <laughs> he's got like a mustache. I, I, bright colors do something for me. I swear to God. I almost thought Robin Thicke looked hot oh, on the latest Masked dark. Singer. It was really dark. <laughs> Given my history with him, but um, you know he's rocking this like what was it a Fu Manchu mustache? It's like or handlebars, like a it's, handlebar, oh, it's handlebar, yeah, Fu Manchu mustache beard hybrid. I'm sorry, but like I would go for a ride on that mustache. No. <laughs> No, you said that so changes. casually. It took me like two full <laughs> seconds to process what you had just said. Oh, leave that in. Leave I it in. <laughs> um, I so disagree. Okay. Uh, and there's been some shade on social media. Someone tweeted about this and was like, no one has ever looked more divorced with this photo shoot. That was and quite hilarious. Elizabeth Chambers Hammer, uh, the ex-wife in question liked the tweet so like there's a whole although we have to say we are pro am army based on the rumors we've heard for the reasons for the divorce right yes. which are supposedly allegedly political uh yes. we are technically on army side that so, is true we'll see he's just going through something right now <laughs> it, clearly if he would lose it was the mustache that i was against if he lost the mustache i would be back sure. in but sure you don't think I that's do not like kind of rugged? No? Okay. No. It's like There's Hulk nothing Hogan. rugged it's about not, Army Hammer. Like, He's like oh. a wealthy white man who's just been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. What's the next one? Um, another rugged man update. I'm really sorry to do this because I know we just recently talked about The Masked Singer. But guess what? As maybe some of you have seen the promos for Tuesday night's episode, I think, uh, they were like, oh my God, this has never been done before. And everyone was like, oh my God. And Nick Cannon was like, oh my God, men in black, help me. Oh my God, what's going on? And it was like, oh my God, is someone having like a heart attack? Did someone shit on the stage? We don't know. But then we found out it was the gremlin who really, he got shortchanged with this outfit because it was like a furry outfit that they had found like in the back closet and they decided to put on some uh, really makeshift like eyes and fangs. And it was just like, that's 
Oh, okay. No one cares about it. They kind of knew that he was going to get eliminated or he was going mm-hmm. to eliminate himself. That's part of my whole theory. But anyway, um, he was like, I'm hot. Take this thing off. And they were like, <laughs> no, Gremlin, no. And then he took it off. But it went to commercial break. And I was like, oh, my God. It went back on. It was Mickey Rourke, Oscar-nominated actor and former boxer. What so, the really hell? tough look. Like, really what, tough what look for this? Mickey Rourke. Is the pool of mass singer contestants just literally everyone on the planet? I don't yes. understand. I can't find a through line for any of these people besides they are a human being with a beating heart. <laughs> That's that is yes. Those are and the I'm criteria. not even sure about Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't know that he fits that. That's true. I will say this. It I think. Because it is very adjacent to Dancing with the Stars. But what is great about The Masked Singer, I think, is that I wouldn't consider, well, Mickey Rourke, I personally, is not A-list to me, but he is like B-list. Correct. He has been nominated. People know who he is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, not Donnie uh, Osmond. No mm-hmm. offense to Donnie Osmond. But <laughs> they... And they did this with the previous episode where, or not episode, season where they had uh, Lil Wayne on, who is Um, Mm A-list. What's great about this show, okay, well, (laughs) he was. Uh, was. What's great about this show personally is that they can have these like bigger stars on and they don't, they can only stay, they just one episode. Whereas Dancing with the Stars is like, it's a whole process. You have to learn how to dance. Singing is not as difficult as dancing per se. Either you're good at it or you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I respect that about the Bass Singers that they can pull kind of the bigger talent. Maybe? No? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Carol Baskin kind of shoots that out the window, but you're (laughs) absolutely right where the stars have some ability um, to dance beforehand. Yeah. Uh, Last one to wrap up this chaos. I'm just adding more to it (laughs) because it has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. But it kind of goes into our next category. Anyway, it's October, you guys. I'm extremely excited. I've been tracking the Hocus Pocus yes. <laughs> canon for my whole life, basically. I'm obsessed <laughs> with that movie. It's the 1993 cult classic. It was Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler. Anyway, it's a phenomenal movie. Watch it if you haven't. I'm sure all of you have. Uh, apparently, there's a sequel coming all these years later. And Bette Midler was recently interviewed about the status of it. And she's absolutely up for reprising her role, which is truly iconic. I knew about her before I even knew like Bette Midler and who she really was. And she says she can't wait to fly again, which (laughs) the woman is 74. I am scared. I need them to turn out this sequel and get started on production ASAP. Time is of the essence because (laughs) those stunts are not easy. But yeah, it just got me excited about Halloween and the month of October anyway, that this is coming on Disney+. Plus. I would love if everyone reprised their role. Even Kenny or if, can we get Kenny Ortega to direct again? <laughs> anyway, this perfectly dovetails into our next category. I am so excited we're bringing back Amelia's You Ought to Know. This is where she Thank shines. You. Amelia, take it away. What are we talking about this week? Okay, this week I'm we're gonna try to do some more Halloween stuff because we love Halloween. The people love Halloween. You don't even have to. Okay, Kate, I don't think super loves Halloween, right? I'm okay. I like fall. So okay. I, yeah. Know. So we'll. Yeah. This is a fall category. It's never too early to start talking about Halloween. So we're gonna discuss a little bit about Harrison Ford's 2000s slash early 2010s Halloween costumes. And <laughs> you're thinking Harrison Ford, the guy who was in Air Force One, Han Solo, like all these cool guy movies. 
likes Halloween. Yeah, he does. He also loves a gold hoop earring. Um, <laughs> one of only two men who can pull that off, him and Michael Jordan. Uh, Harrison Ford met Callista Flockhart, who played Allie McBeal. If, I mean, I never watched that show, but maybe other people did. I don't know. Um, at the 2002 Golden Globes, and she had a young child at the time, so they were together for a long time. They're still together. They got married, I think, in 2010. And... Obviously, when you have a young child, it means dressing up in Halloween costumes. And we've seen this in, you know, previous years with Sandra Bullock dressing up or, you know, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. That was a bad example. They suck. <laughs> but, um, you know, just stars with children. Well, stars in general, but usually stars with children love to go all out with Halloween. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, also bad example, but she goes oh my God. all the way out. So do the Kardashians <laughs> in general. Yeah, that's true. And they, oh my, Kim has actually some really great family. We should delve into that. We should. I would that absolutely would love to. Yeah. Put a pin in that one for a couple <laughs> weeks from now. Okay. But I just want to name off a few uh, of the best Harrison Ford Halloween costumes. In 2008, he went as peas. Like, the man drew up, uh, like, drew green paint on his face and came as a pea pod. And he looked amazing. <laughs> it's and incredible. It, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture. Oh look them up right now. Oh, my God. You guys, well, stop what you're doing and look it up. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> and Callista went as a hippie. So it was like hippies. Get it? Peas, hippies. Oh, that's Very so corny. Cute. They're so I know, old and cute. <laughs> 2008, 2007, he wore a Kobe jersey. And I don't know. He's like an old man at a party, maybe. Is that what he was? I don't know. Is that a costume? Or is, is that, that just, a costume? <laughs> just a him Friday being night. lazy? Exactly. And also in 2011, he went as an aging rocker where he literally looked like one of the guys from like Twisted Sister. He had the leopard print and the leggings and the this big hair. This is so good. You guys, this has <laughs> got to be a visual one. Got to log on to your computers, your phones. Look up these images right now. This is amazing. It's just, it's kind of wild to me that of all people, Harrison Ford, who's like the biggest curmudgeon in the industry. Right. He, someone, one of my favorite Harrison Ford moments is someone was like interviewing him for the rise of, not the rise of Skywalker, but the uh, return of the, Je what's that? The, one of the, it doesn't like, matter. One of the Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, one of the Star Wars. And they were like, so who shot first? You or Greedo, which is like a longstanding Star Wars controversy. And he was like, um, I don't care. <laughs> Which is just iconic. It's just like him to a T. He doesn't care. Yeah. He does not fucking care about <laughs> anything about his career. He's just like, get sign the check. And I'm there. Which Absolutely. I, I think we can all appreciate. Yeah, but, we can. Uh, Have you guys seen? Sorry, I looked these up. Do you oh, see yeah. the nun when he dressed as the, the nun? nun? He also <laughs> dressed as a nun with crazy glasses and wine bottles. What pun <laughs> is that? Do you I think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're really amazing. It's I'm in awesome. Awe. And and just I just want to thank Harrison Ford for his service. And he's a big time. <laughs> he's an A-list legend. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, start your Halloween costume planning early. Maybe do some puns if that's your thing. And he just serves up some great ideas for us all. So I just thank you. One last note. The yes. joy of these is how low budget they are. They Heidi Klum gets like a whole team to make her up, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. True. Like Harrison Ford could hire any costume. He could hire a whole team. That but like, is so true. This is like from Party City and or yeah. just like their closet. <laughs> the man went straight to Michael's and got some styrofoam right. balls, painted them green and scotch taped them to his chest. And I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. And that is so on brand because he does not give two shits. He doesn't. No. He cares just enough. 
Justin, yes. that is, <laughs> I love that. So true. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, let's move on. Let's do a cringe mode, everybody's favorite thing. This week, we're covering the movie Book Club because we like to keep you guys on your toes. I'm sure you are not guessing that this was coming uh, after the Cheetah Girls and all the other random stuff we've done. Uh, Kate, what is the two-cent synopsis? I'm going to hand it off. I'm going to hand it off to Amelia today. This is her movie and her her choice. All right, go ahead, Amelia. (laughs) Okay, so... It's a story. It's it's a story about friendship, really. Um, I like to think of it as a spiritual sequel to First Wives Club, which is an mm. all-time great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Candace Bergen, Mary Steenbergen. Oh, last name, kind of not really similar, but a little bit. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Diane Keaton, all-time kooky lady. And Jane Fonda, who I just... I idolize her. Um, And they are four women who've been in this book club since their early adulthood. And they've, you know, gone through divorces and marriages and deaths and children. And throughout all of their life, they have uh, stayed in this book club, which I love. It's a story about friendship, really. And in particular, they are at a point in their lives, you know, menopause has hit. 
probably like 10, 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm just being, I mean, I don't mean that in a, that's not a, that's not a You're bad good. thing. Um, <laughs> it's just a fact. And so now they're looking to spice up their life a little bit. So they are like, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to do 50 shades of gray. And this movie was released in 2018. So kind of post 50 shades craze. Um, which is fine. But they were like, well, you know, we're still going to make a movie making fun of this book. So why not? And that's what I say, too. Why not? So it's them reading this book, kind of getting in touch with their sexuality. And it's just lovely because you see different sides of these women with these men, including Andy Garcia. Ed Bagley Jr. is in this movie. <laughs> um, Wallace Shawn is in this movie. Richard Craig T. Travis. Nelson's? Craig, Craig T. Nelson? Oh, Craig T. Nelson, the only Republican I like. Uh, <laughs> and it's just it's just a delightful film. They get in touch with their sexuality and relationships and have a great time. There's a lot of wine being passed around. I'm sorry, this is a very long summary, but it's just no, a, this a fun great. movie. It's a fun this movie. paints a better picture than the movie itself, but let's go <laughs> to some highlights. Kate, what is a highlight of yours since obviously we know Amelia, we know Amelia's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I was watching this movie and there's a scene where Jane Fonda dumps Fifty Shades of Grey on the table. Mm. She's like, we're mm. going to read this. <laughs> and I was watching it and I just felt something inside of me. I like had some deja vu, especially when Candace Bergen was like, this Really? And they were like, <laughs> give it a shot. And Candace Bergen was like, okay, I mean, I've heard some things, but I've never read it. And they were all like, oh, it'll be fun. And I realized what I was hearing was what happens every week when we suggest certain movies for cringe mode. And Liz Kelly goes full prude <laughs> and just just really yucks our yum, as they but, say. But we love that. We love that. We do. It was very endearing. Uh, but I was watching it and I was like, literally, this is what happens when we brought Magic Mike to the table <laughs> yeah. for cringe mode and dumped it on the table. And Kaya was like, this will be fun. And Liz was like, wow, OK. Uh, so. There's a scene in this movie where they're talking about sex. They say the word sex like a million times. And there's literally a line which is like, can you please stop saying the word sex? And that is literally how I feel quite often, both on this podcast and in our Slack channel. Um, so, yeah, there are some real uh, comparisons to be made about this yeah. time through in the book club. I wouldn't have said it if I knew you, you wouldn't also agree. Yeah, I agree. So. I fully own it. Um, and we'll talk about more of like who we all relate to later on. Um, I want to give a shout out to the food spreads oh. at this book club. These women yes. are just of a certain age, wealthy white women. So, you mm -hmm. know, they got a good spread on the table on those kitchen <laughs> islands. Uh, the food looked amazing. I am not a big book club person. I don't think I would enjoy that. However, I think I would enjoy the ambiance of it. They literally just take Fat glasses of wine, have some cheese, have some whatever else, some snacks. Uh, and it seems lovely. And then I also love Mary Steenburgen so much. She's so endearing in this movie. She's got this big dance number at the end. She gets her time to shine. And I just love her. I love watching her on screen. I love her too. She's just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually great. She's been in, she is just prolific, one. And she's just, I, I don't know, she's like, Ted, her and Ted dance, and I love that relationship. Mm. Also, she's just very talented. Anyway, it was really fun to see all these really great, storied, historic, iconic actors together. This was a well-cast ensemble movie. Mm -hmm. It is, mm -hmm. so, for sure. I just love that. And also what I love is that this movie 
Yes, it's extremely corny, but it's also a fun movie. It's like a it's a better than a lifetime movie. It's better than mm-hmm. a Netflix Christmas movie, which, you know, puts it in a higher level of prestige. But it's not it's still like, you know, this is not going to win any Oscars, obviously, which is fine. And I love that. And it's just it's a comforting watch in difficult times. You know, it it's is. Just, it's enjoyable. I do agree with that wholeheartedly. I also want to give a quick shout out to Alicia Silverstone, who just <laughs> popped out of absolutely nowhere to yeah. appear in this movie. Um, I kind of saw more of like a Mandy Moore type character <gasps> as the daughter of Diane Keaton. However, that's just because I watched because I said so. So that like is only where I'm getting that from. Right. But Alicia Silverstone just popping up from obscurity in 2018 to appear in this random movie. And you'll like to see it. I Grabbing love that when check. that stuff happens. When you, like someone you haven't thought of in a long time, you're like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. That's why yes. I love why Elizabeth Olsen is famous because it's like, I want, because <laughs> if she's okay, that means the Olsons are okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I get that. Okay. Um, let's talk about some low lights of Book Club, Kate. This is a low light, but also a highlight yes. because I really enjoyed it. The Photoshop and the green screen usage in this movie is awful and therefore amazing. (laughs) Uh, There's a montage at the beginning that sets up how these women all know each other, kind of their lives together so far. And they Photoshop younger photos of these women into (laughs) like these. They try to make it look like they've taken pictures together their whole lives, but they're clearly taking like a picture of young Jane Fonda, a picture of young Mary Steenburgen and like Photoshopping their faces into these pictures. Mm-hmm. And I can't oh overstate how badly done it is. It looks like you did a quick Google or quick Getty image search on like vintage <laughs> 50s cafe friend group. And then they literally just took a little circle around each of those actresses' oh face from whatever photos their assistant sent to the production crew. <laughs> right. And then just like quick copy paste on each of those heads. It's amazing. All the lighting is different. It's like they <laughs> it's like they knew that they couldn't pull it off. So like, let's just have a little fun and see who Honestly, notices. and that's how it came out. I was like, Oh my God, this is great. And this happened throughout the movie also because they also use green screen for a lot of these dates that these women go (laughs) on. And like Diane Keaton goes on a date uh, near the water, I believe with Andy Garcia. Yes. And they're sitting like it's supposed to be like this beachside cafe. And you can literally see green around Andy Garcia's body. Like it's (laughs) not. And once I saw it, because it's not like awful to the point where you're immediately like holy shit that's green screen but like it's almost is and then as soon as you notice it like I was looking at the tree in the corner and I was like there's green there yeah it was awful weird is that that scene is very low lift production wise I feel as though they literally just had to find any beach ever but then there's a scene where Diane Keaton is in an airplane Right. And she's that, flying around town. Yes. And that's looked very real. And I was like, why did they get <laughs> there was definitely green screen when they were showing them in the plane. Okay. Like I was like, that's not real. But they also did have to film a plane flying around like these yeah. canyons and right. using like these drones. Right. So that part I was like, you didn't have to do this. But like, where was the production budget for the right. candlelit dinner scene? Like that felt just True. an odd choice. I feel they like. blew it on the Photoshop. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I think I would like to think they blew it on the cast and I'm okay with yeah. that. Um, <laughs> right. I also want to just shout out to the end scene with Jane Fonda and Don Johnson on a rooftop overlooking, I think, Los Angeles, some, somewhere in California. And mm-hmm. it just makes me want to CGI them into La La Land. You know, yeah, sure. like replace Emma Stone and uh, Ryan Gosling with 
Don Johnson and Jane Fonda. <laughs> it I feels like you have that. the same uh, technical ability as these editors. So like you probably <laughs> could, Amelia. <laughs> Please. I know you Photoshop for some tea time things. Um, another low light. I think the stakes of the movie are a bit confusing. Granted, like this is for a certain audience. It doesn't need to be super high stakes necessarily. Mm. But the plot, you know, leaves some things to be desired. Diane Keaton takes an emergency flight home from her visit with her daughters in Arizona because Mary Steenburgen <laughs> calls her and like needs to talk about spanking. <laughs> and I just didn't exactly understand that plot line. Uh, there's a couple other moments where like Diane Keaton is like forced to move to Arizona, which is this like big <laughs> plot line. And yet there's like no real driving force for her needing to do that. Like it just is a little bit odd to me. Did that come up to any of you? Yeah, they were acting like her, you know, her daughters really wanted her to move for her safety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just like you're looking at Diane Keaton and Jane Fonda and Mary Steenburgen and Candace Bergen. And you're like, these are not like withering old grandmas. Like, right. we know that they're not that old. Can right. we relax, please? I'm also not any diversity in this movie, pretty much just a lot of white women. I think they almost tried to play off that they were being diverse in this cast by dyeing each of these women's hair a different color. Jane Fonda has this very odd red hair color. And I have got to think that it's like, they looked at that poster, be like, mm, how can we change this up a little bit? You're going to be a redhead. And that's not acceptable. There should have been other people besides just white people in this movie. This is um, also, great I point. agree, but this is also just like peak white woman movie, you know? Yeah. Like they, yeah. they know what this is. Yeah. And they obviously yeah. like, we would love to see people of color in this movie, but like, you know, I mean, they know what this is. Honestly, and I say this as a non-white woman, I I, I don't know. I just it's there's I just love this movie so much. I'm sorry. I just love <laughs> and it. You can't. You that is why we <laughs> all are different. Um, um do you have a low light? I feel like you do in this last uh, scene. The only low light I have, and I understand why they picked uh 50 Shades, because you know, it has the name, it's very SEO searchable. I get it, I get it. But oh it's not, it's 50 Shades. Pick literally any other erotica ever written. That's all I have to say. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It definitely was like for the bit, but I think realistically, right. maybe another book club would have picked something a little better. <laughs> yeah. A little bit cheesy, which brings us to what's aged the best and worst. And I do want to talk about your first point here, Kate. I think it goes quite nicely with the whole Fifty Shades aspect of it. Yeah. The Bumble Spawn Con has yeah. aged great. Uh <laughs> There's just the whole plot line where, you know, Candace Bergen reads this book and is like, I'm really lonely and I only have my cat and her (laughs) ex-husband is dating this young woman and she's like, I'm going to join Bumble. And so they show her creating this account and there are all these like ins and outs of her creating this Bumble account and swiping left and right on these men. And I just was like, oh my God, this is sponsored by Bumble. Agreed. But you know what? It did remind me of a very funny story that um, I was told by, it's one of our former coworkers. He has since left, but I think you guys may know him, Jim Cunningham, former (laughs) producer for the Ringer Podcast Network. And I don't think he'd mind that I share this story. He was on Bumble. And as a joke, I believe he set his age to be 100 years old, like maybe 101. (laughs) And he thought that was kind of like a fluid choice. You can go back and change that. And I guess Bumble, maybe at the time, I don't know now, but like really locks that in and doesn't allow you to change. So poor Jim, who's looking for love, literally gets locked out of everyone's choices because I, I'm not sure the amount of women in the Los Angeles area oh looking for God. a man who's 100 because, you know, you can set your age limit. 
And I think even the Candace Bergens of the world is stopping maybe right. at like 80. At like a cool 75, yeah. <laughs> and this poor guy is oh like tried God. so hard to get himself back and changed into like a normal age, like age group and it's just not working. So be careful what you put as your age. That's what you get for committing to the bit. Yeah. Oh. Um, something that has aged very well, though, going back to book club, is that these women, the whole movie, just want their friends to get laid and just kind of experience <laughs> life and kind of make up for lost time. Some of them have fallen off in the romantic department. Other people like Jane Fonda has been consistently getting it. And I just appreciate that. I think that's a, that's a good thing that will age continuously well. Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree. Another thing that, I mean, this movie is just timeless to me. Uh, It's ageless, timeless. It's iconic. I have one suggestion for the sequel, which is coming. It's been confirmed. That involves, once again, Harrison Ford as Craig T. Nelson's brother. And I have written one page, well, like one Instagram story slide of um, dialogue and uh, (laughs) scening. Do you mind if I read it to everyone? Oh my God, please. Okay, cool. Interior day. The ladies are at Carol and Bruce's house. So Mary Steenberg and Craig I was going to say, I don't know who Carol is. Well, now you know. Uh, They're gossiping about John, Bruce's brother, whose wife has recently died. Um, John obviously will be played by Harrison Ford. John has an earring, which confuses the women. Vivian, which is the um, the Jane Fonda character. And just, I know this dialogue is bad, but if you watch <laughs> the movie, you'll understand. Is it John 20 years late to this whole midlife crisis thing? You know, she has like a martini glass in her hand. Diane and Sharon giggle. And that's, uh, um, sorry, Diane Keaton and Candace Bergen. And then Great. Carol, who is Mary Steenbergen. Vivian, his wife just died. Vivian. That's not a good enough excuse. And that's that's it. And scene. <laughs> wow, that was uncanny. To confirm, you, you wrote that, right? That <laughs> came from the, the brain of Amelia Wedemeyer. Bravo, Amelia. Yes. Thank you. So look out for that. <laughs> wow. Watch <laughs> out, writers of book club. <laughs> Is Harrison Ford going to like come on the scene and like seduce Mary away from her like boring ass husband? Uh, no, no. He's going to seduce Vivian, who I know. Oh. I, oh. Yeah. I love yeah. Don Johnson, but... Uh, maybe he falls off a cliff or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> fine. Harrison Ford's better. Also, <laughs> Harrison, Harrison, Ford, itself. Harrison Ford would make Book Club too. He just made that movie with like the animated dog. So like... Oh my God, you're right. Nothing is a, is below him right I'm now. I'm actually really so into true. that idea. Um, let's do MVPs. Kate, who's your pick? Uh, well, as Amelia said, Harrison Ford uh, would really spice up the second movie because... The men in this movie do leave something to be desired. I have to say Andy Garcia was the only man in this movie that I found to be worthy of any of these women. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I don't know. He's still got it. You know, he was in Mama he's Mia hot. too, like romancing oh. Cher. You know, mm. now he's in this romancing Diane Keaton. I just, I'm like, True. good for you, Andy Garcia. I see it. I see it. I'm a big Oceans 11 and Oceans <laughs> franchise sure. fan. So I do love Andy Garcia. However, I think there's a case to be made that every single man in this movie is quite annoying. Um, <laughs> Andy Garcia himself, like hounds Diane Keaton for this date, even though she's like very clearly past, you know, wanting things like that, which turns out she does, blah, blah. Uh, Craig T. Nelson refuses to have sex with Mary Steenburgen <laughs> the entire movie. Unforgivable. Not okay. Not and then okay. Don Johnson, I don't know, doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't know. Nobody yeah. wants to dance. Nobody wants to have sex. Nobody wants to commit. It's like, they're all bad. Being old is tough. It oh. seems like that's the moral of this movie. 
See, I loved all the men in this movie, especially Don Johnson. I thought he was very charming when he called her slim. Yes. Wow. I don't mean to say anything, but was this the kickoff to the Don Johnson renaissance? (laughs) It might have been. Most recently continued in Knives Out. He was great in Knives Out. You're watching, yeah. 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 And I also just love that he's here. And what's really funny to me is that his daughter is Dakota Johnson. And she was in Fifty Shades of Grey. So I love the connection, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was probably kind of weird for him, to be honest. Might have been. He (laughs) probably thought about that for two minutes extra to be like, should I do Uh. this? Okay. (laughs) Let's do our lightning round. Who wants to take this? Amelia, do you want to do this? This is your movie? Ooh, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Lightning round. Best old lady fit. Kate? I loved Diane's blazers, obviously. Mm. Diane Keaton Mm -hmm. has just what you would expect Diane Keaton to be wearing. If you go to her Instagram, like that's what she (laughs) wears in this movie. Uh, But I got to give a shout out to Mary Steenburgen's caftans, which is what (laughs) I would be wearing if I were this age. Like, don't wear real clothes. Just wear like flowing robes all the time. Jane Fonda is in form-fitting stuff this entire movie. She's got belts over blazers, (laughs) over a top, over some tight pants, and you don't need it. I think Candace Bergen also has some really good blazers as well. She's like the corporate woman of the group. Agreed. Yeah. I I will say that, and I know, again, not to bring up the men, but uh, can we talk about the multiple Canadian tuxedos Andy Garcia rocks, which means he's denim on denim. And honestly- It's bold, but he owns this look. And I think only older people and maybe models in like a Ralph Lauren ad can wear this and look good. And he is, he's rocking it. He looks great. (laughs) Diane Keaton also has a lot of good denim looks as well. She does. Yeah, she does. She does. God. Okay. Best date. Plane ride, beachside dinner, bar dates, or splashing in the fountain. I have to say, a, a splashing in the fountain is always very romantic, a mm. la Atonement. Ooh. If anyone remembers that, of very course. similar film. <laughs> um, but I'm going to take the green screen beachside dinner <laughs> yeah, for the ambiance. I think that's actually an important note that it's the green screen beachside because you get the beauty later, but you don't have like the wind in your hair. You don't have the salt in the air messing up your whole look. You just have the appearance of it. And yet you're in an air conditioned (laughs) warehouse in Burbank. I'm taking that one too. Perfect for the gram, you know, just fix it in post. Yeah. See, the plane ride when they were over the canyons and I don't know if they were like over the Grand Canyon, it kind of looked like that, was looked lovely despite probably not being able to hear each other. Yeah. Know? Also, mm-hmm. that scares me. It's so. well I'm true. I'm very That's scared true. of flying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is great. I'm, Kate, I'm just going to let you take this away. We're Thank matching you. the four tea timers to the four book clubbers. This was I added. Good. I added this as a lightning round question and then I realized it was just something that I needed to get off my chest. No, I love this. <laughs> so Go for it. Since the the scene where I realized that Liz Kelly is actually Candace Bergen, I was like, wait, there are four tea timers and four book clubbers. Like, are there any other similarities here? So that was the lens through which I watched this film. It was very easy to decide once I assigned Liz away. I was like, okay, she's done. On to the next. Um, so I'm just going to rattle these off real quick. Obviously, Liz is Candace the Prude for the above stated reasons. You know, just gotta gotta keep everything. You know, yes. Perfect. I too will be a corporate loveless drone when I'm <laughs> of that age. Right. I can see yeah. it now. The the love life stuff does not apply. Just the, you know, the inner, the soul is yes. what I'm looking at here. Yes. Um, Amelia obviously is serving just chaotic, confident queen Jane Fonda energy every Absolutely. day of her life. She also gets it way more than me. So, <laughs> right. so that's why <laughs> we're not comparing here. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> um, and yeah, so obviously Kaya, those like serene Mary Steenbergen along for the ride vibes, yes, just like love the that. soothing love that. voice of love reason. That. Everybody <laughs> yes. loves her. Yes. And then I obviously I'm I'm single and I love a blazer. So that's <laughs> Diane Keaton all the way. I like it. You do not belong in Arizona, though. I'll tell you that. That's Thank you. True. I appreciate um, that. Y- that was just absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And I agree. Thank you. Great job. I feel like Great we can move job. on. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So this is a yes or no question. Did you think this was a Nancy Myers film when you saw the interior designs slash wardrobe, ro- wardrobe, sorry, and read the summary? Me, personally, I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. This was not a Nancy Myers film. And I say that as a huge Nancy Myers stan. Obviously, her brand is very strong and it's Mm -hmm. also iconic. I feel like if Meryl Streep was one degree less famous, she would have been in this movie. (laughs) Um, She's just that little bit too far. A little little too far. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I agree. The kitchen islands, the white wood paneled homes, the brand new Navy Mercedes in the driveway. It was screaming Nancy Myers everywhere. Yeah, I literally looked it up and then I was like, did Nancy Myers sue them for stealing her <laughs> island? <laughs> the well-lit rooms in every yeah. room. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. God, I just love that. Um, okay, have you ever read Fifty Shades in a public setting? And I have not, but I will say this, and I really just wanted to share the story because it, it makes me <laughs> LOL every time I think about it. I had a roommate back in college and she, for some reason didn't realize that when you post stuff on Facebook that everyone sees it and you're probably talking to, you know, your family members. And she gave Facebook updates while reading the book. So she'd be like, 50 shades. Whoa. And like, (laughs) oh, loving this Christian gray. And I'm like, girl, Uh, Lauren, uh, girl, what are you doing? (laughs) And this is also someone who she, she was one of those people. And this is really mean. And it's not mean, but it's just, she wrote, um, one of those updates that was uh, like, girls from Chicago, we've got fire and ice in our bloods. So we're different. I was like, yeah, you're definitely different. That's one, one way to put it. <laughs> did you go to college in, at Harvard in 2004? Like, how did she not know how Facebook worked at that don't time? We were years know. into that. We were uploading albums. It's, uh, <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. But you know what? God bless you. Because now I think about that and I laugh every single time. Thank you, Lauren. That's such a time capsule experience. Equally as embarrassing, I downloaded this series, (laughs) all three, to my family's communal Kindle Amazon account. So I'm pretty sure I denied it and said that it just downloads like that for free. I was too young and everyone's questioning me. And I know some family members listen to this. So hi, mom and hi, my sister. (laughs) The truth has come out after all these years. Yeah, my um, my best friend and I in high school used to pass these back and forth in the hallways. <laughs> like I, we shared them and we would like write notes and like draw pictures in the in the. What, what kind of pictures? Uh, yeah, the, probably the kind of pictures that you think, uh, <laughs> like stick figure diagrams. <laughs> oh my god! Why does everyone have something but embarrassing amazing. to say about Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, why is everyone's personal experience embarrassing? It's just, it brings together our generation. You know, <laughs> oh it really god. does. Yeah. Wow. wow. Also, wow. my family Ooh. listens to this too. So, so hi. Yeah. Hey to the hell. <laughs> such a good episode. <laughs> What's the last lightning round question, Amelia? Okay. Sorry. The last one, I just wrote it in because I just was like, oh, because as again, we know they're doing a sequel. What book are they reading for the sequel? Anyone? Any thoughts? This is a great question. Thank you. Um, uh, there isn't like anything as 
like twilight super sexual i almost well, said twilight what if it's like younger like their daughters are reading them <gasps> and trying to get it like understand no. what their kids are yeah. reading i like that it's still too late though they yeah. could read that after book right wasn't that something, oh, yeah. something from yeah. Yeah. Harry fanfic book <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What if they're just reading fan fiction? The sequel love, is like oh, discovering ooh, I love the world that. of fan fiction. I That's a great that. idea. That's a great idea. Okay. <laughs> I would watch a sequel to this movie. Just right? Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. <laughs> um, okay. Last category is Tea Time's weekend playlist. It's Friday. It's uh, we just need pick me ups is all we're saying. And because there's like not like something you can do that's super fun over the weekend. So listen to some fun music. Kate, mm. what's your recommendation? Guys, we made it. It's officially folklore season. It's reached about like 47 degrees (laughs) here in the mornings. The trees are turning colors. Mm. You need a sweater. You need some gloves a little bit. And I've been listening to folklore a lot. And it just hits different sub 50 degrees. You know, it's time. I feel like I need to re-listen because I was maybe too much in a summer mood. And now I think it hits different in the fall. Okay. 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 I'll give it another shot because I was definitely, you know, trying. It was me and maybe two other people on the train for justice or sorry, not justice, more like justice for smile, smile. (laughs) Katy Perry's new album, which apparently is selling worse than witness, which I didn't think was possible. But guess what? It is. And, you know, I was going to say, I think it's better than folklore. Because guess who's pitting women against each other in 2020? Me, I am. And um, I will stand by that. And it's just, it's more upbeat, which I, I like. Right. You know? It's I a different know. a different album. I still need to listen it to it, is. honestly. It's I maintain that Katy fun. Perry is great and talented and has bops. So. Thank you. Yeah. But apparently it's, again, it's selling worse than Witness, which if you are a Katy cat, you know Witness was a dark era for us. <laughs> I didn't even know Witness. I don't know Smile. I literally <laughs> lost track of her so long ago. <laughs> uh, Kate what's your next recommendation uh, like I mentioned earlier Blackpink has a new album out today mm. wrote about it for our website uh, but notably they have a collab with Cardi B uh, mm. on this album and it's not their single which is fucking wild if you have Cardi B you gotta make that the single however yeah. uh, Cardi B if you go to her Twitter page today is in full Blackpink stan mode Ooh. she's been you know kind of like she did for Love WAP that. where she was like retweeting fans and like talking with people and she's so good at promotion and like Ugh. basically like being like stream but like not in a like a dumb way <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not in a desperate way she, yeah. Right. And she just like comes across very like, she's like, I love the girls. Like this was so fun. And it's just fun to like, you know, they've never met, but like, you know, she sent them their verse and she could have just been done and like collected the bag. But it's nice to see her like still involved and like, and she also was like, it was really hard for me to record a verse in which I did not curse. And she has a verse where she's like, uh, you make me sweat, but I'm still hot. And she was like, I really wanted to say you make me wet, but I'm still hot, but I didn't. (laughs) So yeah, support yeah. our divorced queen, please. Oh, <laughs> please, please. Um, my recommendation also is extremely on brand, but this is good. I stand by that. No matter how you feel about Miley Cyrus, you'll, I think, be able to enjoy the song. Mm. She covered uh, Blondie's "Heart of Glass" at the iHeartRadio Music Festival, yes. and she killed it so hard and did so well. She originally it was just kind of like on the internet, but not really like available to stream or anything. And everyone demanded, it was so popular that they demanded that she put it like on streaming services. And now it is, as of this week, you can listen to it like on Spotify or wherever else. It is just really good. Her voice is made for rock music. She 
kills the cover. And it's not an easy song to really sing. You got to send it. And I've just had a stressful week and been listening to a lot of Miley. So while you're there, uh, go on YouTube and look at her backyard sessions. It's just, it's just amazing. I like hundred percent. That's my only thing to recommend. <laughs> so happy for you. <laughs> also you. listen to Midnight Sky. That's a bop. It is. That song is underrated. It's I'll really take the good. support where I can. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Amelia. It's really, <laughs> it's a great, just like dance song, workout song. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you guys wow. so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. Just an angel. Uh, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.